Yo, world, what's up? We're back at it again with another episode of Creatornomics, and today I'm here with Tim. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing. Uh, hi, well, I'm the CEO of Hagley West Watches. I'm currently here in the States trying to grow my brand. That's what's up, man. Excited. So what, what got you into the watch game? Kind of can you tell us a little bit about when you started liking watches and how sure. that kind of turned into a business? Well, first off, it was somebody else's idea. I, uh, <laughs> somebody else I was chatting to told me that he wanted to grow a watch company. Uh-huh. Um, and I said, okay, tell me about it. We looked into it. I saw a huge opportunity. Didn't really know what I was doing. I'd never yeah. done anything like this <laughs> what, before. What, what were you doing before? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I was running a really boring IT business. Oh, okay. nice. I've been an entrepreneur for, since the age of 30. Okay. So over 20 years now. And um, yeah, I was running an IT service business in the UK, B2B. Very bored with it. I was actually semi-retired by the time I came up with this idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in my 40s, I was just spending time with my kids, working one day a week. Quite an easy life, to be honest. And then I had to give the it bug all up. Came back. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think the bug ever went away. <laughs> it was just there. It was just in the background, just lingering in the background. And then I just thought, you know, let's go for a challenge. What's a what bigger challenge is there for an entrepreneur to grow a global brand? Yeah. That is the ultimate challenge. I thought, right, can I do it? I don't want to go through life and look back and have a regret not going for it. So, when you say that you saw a massive opportunity, like what what like metrics and what type of things made it a massive opportunity in your brain? It, do you know what? It was really easy to see because I thought watches. I thought, oh, watches. I I didn't see it as a really big opportunity, mm-hmm. and then I just literally Googled and it said two billion watches a year are sold worldwide. And I thought, bloody hell, that's big. And that's it. That was it. <laughs> yeah. like, well, that's need... the only number I need to hear, 2 yeah. billion. 2 billion yeah. a year worldwide sold. I thought, I'll have a bit of that. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So, so is the business that you do, is it like reselling or do you guys actually manufacture and sell as well? Okay. We, uh, well, I design everything. I outsource manufacturing. So it's, uh, it's my own brand. If you're growing a brand, you have to own the IP. Yep. You know, you, you can't uh, label somebody else's products. You can't. Uh, just buy and sell products. There, there but, are a lot of businesses like that, though, like sure. shoes and stuff, but that but wasn't what brand. you guys wanted to do. Sure, right. but, I mean, if you look at Nike, they design their own shoes. Yeah. Exactly. You know, if you look at uh, Gymshark, they design their own uh, T-shirts. Yep. You know, it's it's all about owning the IP and making sure that you have that value. That's amazing. So yeah. where, tell, walk me through the journey. I come from the fashion world before okay. I was came into marketing, so I used to have my own line and manufacture everything in Peru, so a little bit more familiar with our world, not necessarily watches. So yeah, how do you come with the idea to then find the right distributors, manufacturers? Like it's especially coming from IT, it's also selling goods is very different. <coughs> yeah, I mean, do you know it's, it's quite a simple process. Okay. Um, it all starts with Google. How do I make a watch? <laughs> YouTube yeah, it, video. It, it's, <laughs> so Google helped us out the whole way. <laughs> all right, so Google. Okay, yeah. It's an amazing tool, Google. I get asked a lot of questions. <laughs> I, get, I get asked by a lot of people, how do you start a business? How do you do that? I said, just Google it. Okay. You know, all the answers are there. So when I wanted to start this brand, I thought, right, I want watches. Right, how do I make them? Mm-hmm. How do I get them made? Um, and then you just Google it. And then you find different manufacturers from all around the world. There's loads of places you can go to uh, manufacture uh, goods. And you just have to find the right uh, manufacturer. You have to find, make sure the communication is good. You have to make sure the price is good. You make sure that they can scale with your business, make sure they have quality products, that they treat their employees right, things like this. Just the yeah, basic things. 
so yeah, so I scoured the earth trying to find places that could make the watches. And uh, then we put it into place. We started manufacturing and we sell everything online. That's amazing. Yeah. So talk to me, and you design everything. You yeah. said, had you designed anything before? How did, what was the creative process? Right, well, that was the other thing I wanted to do. I said about the ultimate challenge for an entrepreneur. The yeah. other thing was that, in IT, there's no room for creativity, <laughs> really. <laughs> you know, there's you're no just, aesthetics. You're shifting boxes at the end of the day. Uh, and I had this creative itch. Uh, I'd always loved art. I always f uh, liked doodling and doing a little bit of art. Uh, I designed, a, <laughs> this is all I designed before. I designed a mirror okay. for my lounge uh, some years ago, and I thought I liked that. And because I liked it so much, I then designed a coffee table to match it, and that was it. That was the only things I had ever designed in yeah. my life and made. Uh, and then I thought, gosh, this is, this should be fun. Uh, I didn't realize just how much uh, detail goes into a watch yes. until I started doing it. And how many, how a little change can totally change the aesthetics. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I just got a pen. Because people ask me, how do you design it? What software do you use? So I, yeah, I was going to ask. So you you draw it on a piece of oh, yeah, paper. Yes. Yeah, a piece of paper <laughs> and a pen. I'm 52 Great. years old. Yeah. I don't know how to use this software. I haven't got a clue. So I just designed them, and then I got a. Uh, and an IT guy that puts it then into a digital image. Okay. And then that's when we can really start having some fun Playing with it. Playing around with yeah. pieces. I mean, I, I literally, I draw, I, I draw these images. I, I, I photo them, I send them to him. We go on a Zoom together. He brings up the software. Nice. Mm -hmm. And he says, right, this is what I've taken from your mm -hmm. drawing. I say, okay, let's make that thinner, make that bigger. Let's change this. And then, and then once we've got the shell right. of our watch, we can then start adding different colors to see what color combinations work. So that's how, that's the process. The whole process from thought idea to start manufacturing is around about four to six weeks. Okay. Because I, I like to sleep on an idea. Yes. You get an idea and think, oh, that's good, but hang on, I'll, I'll leave it for a few days and see what happens. So does that, so do you, basically you have a new watch every four to six weeks, is that the goal, is to come up with a new watch basically on that time frame? Or Yeah, no, I mean, no, I, I don't continuously design. I okay. have specific times in the year where we launch new, new Do you new run watches. by seasons? So like do you spring and fall or how what's the cycle that you're Yeah, it's like? it's almost yeah. it's not quite the same as clothing yeah. because you've got heavier night clothing and you know different colours for different seasons. For the watches it really goes on um, working around Black Friday. I was just going to say, around okay. the event. So it's like Black Friday yeah. and Father's Day are probably <laughs> yeah, your it, biggest. Yeah, it, it, it's e-commerce driven. So yeah. it, it's like driven by the market. So we do, uh, one of the things with e-commerce is it's so massively weighted towards Black Friday. Yes. Percentage mm -hmm. of sale turnover. So what we look at is say, okay, well, that's one big event. We need new watches coming out for that event. But we need to break up the year. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, yeah. we, uh, I did an event just the other day. I launched nine new watches. Uh, right. About uh, ten days ago, week week and a half ago, something like that. Uh, so we have a, that event which comes up in April, and then we have a, an anniversary event, which is a, an event that we created ourselves uh, to celebrate the anniversary of the business. We're going to be bringing out new ranges then. So I try and keep the new ranges coming out to three times a year. Okay, that's awesome. So wait, let's take it back. So you had the idea, you found your guy, you Google your manufacturers. Let's talk about okay launch day. Right. How did it go? <laughs> I was so deluded. I was so deluded. I thought, right. You're like, we're here and the money's just going to come. Wow, yeah. yeah. I'm going to press this button. It's going to fire. I'm going to go upstairs, have a shower, put Sick. my feet up, come back down. I'll be a millionaire. Uh, I, I kind of had that delusion, to be honest. Not quite that far, but um, yeah. I mean, we, when I started, I, I had a Facebook page, my own personal Facebook yeah. page. And it's really funny. When you start a new venture and you see friends, 
and you say on something watch company, everybody says, oh, I'll buy one. Mm -hmm. Because they just want to say that to make you feel better. Yeah. So you're going into launch date thinking, God, there's about three, four hundred people that say they're going to buy one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's go. So we launched. I launched it from my kitchen in a little uh, village called Greens Norton in Northamptonshire. I had a little farmer's uh, cottage, basically. And sat in my kitchen. I went live on Facebook to my 238 followers. And I was there live. And I was thinking, right, this is going to be massive. Press go. And uh, sale, <laughs> a first sale, instantly. I thought, bloody hell. That, was, that, that came really quick. Oh, it's a bloke from the pub down the road. It's Greg. It's my mate. Yeah, he's Greg. bought the first one. Yeah. Bing, there's a second one. Oh, it's Tim. That's a guy I went to college with 20 years ago. He's bought one. And we sold six watches in the first five or six minutes. Wow. And I was like, gee, this is fantastic. So at that stage, I dropped off the live and Thank you very much. And I did, literally, I went upstairs and I, uh, I had a shower and I, I felt good. I thought, I'll put my gym kit on. Right, I'm coming down now. How many more watches have you sold? Oh, I haven't sold anymore. We're still on six. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I went off to the gym. I came out. We're still on six. And uh, we didn't sell another watch for six weeks. Oh, wow. So six in the first five, six minutes, and then not, not a sausage for uh, six weeks. We sold a few more. And then I went another 83 days without selling a single watch. Oh, wow. Apart from to fan, uh, friends and family. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, shit. And, and also during that stage, I probably blew 15 grand on uh, advertising. Okay. Where were you advertising? Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Facebook, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Well, Facebook uh -huh. ads, were you managing everything yourself? Uh, no, I had a business partner when I first started. Okay. And he, he told me, right, this is how it works. Okay. I've seen Gary V. I know how it works. You put the post out, business <laughs> comes in. Uh, we back it up with money. I said, okay. Because when we first started the business, I was only ever going to be the money and the other guy was going to be the running because I didn't know anything about social media. Right. I didn't have an Instagram page. I, I only had Facebook so I could show pictures of my kids to my mum. Yeah. You know, <laughs> grandma needs to see her kids. So that's all I had. And um, I, yeah, so this guy was saying, telling me, oh, you do this, we'll put money in. Right, we'll put this amount of money in, we're going to get this return. Oh, that's quite easy. We'll start with £15,000. We okay. blew it in about three weeks. <laughs> with zero uh, sales or were there some sales? No, there's zero that? sales. Zero. Oh, wow. Absolutely zero. Uh, carousel ads, pictures of watches. And I sort of went away and I looked at it. I thought, this isn't working. Uh, it, it went on for a bit of time. I was just Then I just became a, a student. And I thought, right, I need to know what the hell's going on here. I've done B2B businesses where you right. pick up phones, you make relationships, you get a big contract with a with one company and it's worth like and half a million pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I need to sell a watch between hundred and two hundred bucks. So I need I need thousands of those to come in. Um so I, I just became a student and I just kept watching it. And then I started watching Gary V as well. He was a big influencer for me because he was the first time I actually saw someone thought, God, this guy thinks like me. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I agree with everything he's saying. I think like that. That what right, okay, I'm going right, this is gonna take a bit of time. That's great. Mm -hmm. This isn't going to come overnight. And then that's when I realized, I thought, right, I need money. I need to control this. I need to give up my comfortable lifestyle. I need to give up my other business. I need to be on this 100% of the time. I need to focus and study on social media, and I need to become good at it. And I need to be able to uh, relate and uh, contact uh, the biggest audience possible. And not only contact the biggest audience, but develop depth of the audience as much as I can, the connectivity. Absolutely. So that's when it all started. Wow. Yeah. So, okay, one well, then 
we're, we're past 83 days. You're now studying. Yeah. When do you feel was like the first, like, okay, big break and it's not just Greg from the pub? Like, more <laughs> people are coming in and they're buying. Right, <laughs> and well, you start feeling the traction. Well, it was about, uh, it was about 18 months after launch. Uh, it was pretty hard for me because it's a, the guy that I was in business with was a friend uh -huh. mm -hmm. and he just wasn't the right person. Yeah. Got it. And that was tough. Uh, because I realized that one, I'd have to get more comfortable lifestyle. Two, I'd have to sort of demote him in a way and take control and take control of the reins of the business. Yes. That was a difficult thing. Uh, so, yeah, about uh, I don't know, October 2018, I made that decision, which was tough mm -hmm. because it was either do that or drop it. Right. That was a crossroads, you know. Do I go for it? Or, or do I drop it? it or do I just continue my, con uh, you know, my comfortable life? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I thought, no, solid. it. Let's go for it. Uh, and then that started then a year-long process of building up an audience on Facebook and Instagram because we missed your organic reach on Instagram mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing. So for the next year, I built up the story behind the brand, built right. up the audience. I did that through cricketers. Cricket's a big sport in, in the UK. Nice. And so I met loads of cricketers. I flew out to Dubai. Met loads of cricketers. How, like how did you meet them? You were just DMing, or like, what was yeah. the? Yeah, just DMing and yeah, saying, "Hey, I, I got this brand. I think it would we could have a good partnership." Or yeah, and I, I went down to uh, games. Um, I mean, I, I'm a cricketer. Okay, uh, oh, nice. but I, I'm I'm a social club cricketer. I'm not professional <laughs> by any stretch yes. of the imagination. Yeah. You know, I enjoy I enjoy cricket followed by a beer. That's my kind of cricket. <laughs> um, so, if the cricket community is quite tight knit. And everyone knows somebody. So and then I, I managed to get a few introductions. I, I was introduced to this one guy called JP Doomney, who's a South African international cricketer. And we struck up a bond and a friendship. And he started wearing my watches on his Instagram and posting them. Mm -hmm. Nice. So then I went to other cricketers and said, look, if JP Doomney's doing it, can you do it? Oh, I can do it. <laughs> and then I met a West Indian cricketer, Carlos Brathwaite, who single-handedly won the World Cup for West Indies. I met him and he said, oh, I'd help you. Uh, I followed him out to Dubai for a tournament. And then I just was there in Dubai in this hotel for five days, surrounded by all these international cricketers. And I thought, well, I've got five days to make as many friends. Perfect. And on the last day of that trip... How many watches had you brought in your suitcase? Uh, I bought a whole rucksack full. I bought about... <laughs> nice. I bought about 40 watches with me. Mm -hmm. uh, but most of my rucksack... Uh, most of my um, bag was watches. Was watches, just, yeah. A few T-shirts and watches. Uh, so on the last day, I went down to the, the poolside bar... And I sat there, put all my watches up, and I had 25 international cricketers standing behind me. And I said, guys, you take that, you take this. Yeah. Amazing. And I was handing them out. That got us to traction. And then I started building the story. And then I managed to uh, really stalk probably the biggest cricketer in the world, a guy called Chris Gale. Mm -hmm. He's like... Um, He's like the Zlatan Abramovich. Have you heard of Zlatan Abramovich? He's like that sort of standing in the world of cricket. Okay. He's, um, you know, he's a... He's retired now, but he's probably one of the, he's he holds every record in the in the book. Yeah, and and I found him and I said, um, "Do you want to become my partner?" That's a long story short. Yeah. Okay. And I, I I just tracked him all around the UK. We sat down, and then I ended up flying out to Jamaica, uh, signing a contract with him in his bar in Kingston. Amazing. And he said, "Well, yes, I'll be my partner." That's brilliant. So I then went back to the UK. I then put together a a team, a media team. For three, four weeks later, I flew back to Kingston, recorded a video for crowdfunding, and then we broke the crowdfunding world record wow. for wow. our industry. So that process, that was a year from deciding to go for October 18, uh, 
uh, November 19, I launched it uh, just before Christmas what? 2019. We what what um what tips would you give for like entrepreneurs trying to figure out how to partner with celebrities or influencers? Like what what types of things did you do that you think made that so successful even in a year's time? Yeah, I mean it's building up the story. By the time I met Chris Gale, I mean, I, I I just pushed my luck with it really. But I I'd ha I had a background. It's like anything when you build anything, you start small and you start chipping away, yeah. and then you build up that sort of reputation. Mm -hmm. It's like going to the gym, isn't it? And thinking, right, I'm going to go to the gym for the first time. Yeah. I'm not going to walk out look, looking like Arnie. You know, it's, it's, it's going to take years. And you've got to stop the small weights and build your way up. And it's the same with uh, anything in any sort of network environment. You can't go straight to the top cold. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. You have to show. I mean, I, was, I went in 2019, I went to 24 different cricket matches in the UK wow. in 26 days. Oh, I was, my God. I travelled all across the UK. I turned up everywhere. You were everywhere. So that was my question. When you say building of the private and the story, is that at that moment that you got yourself in front of the camera? I mean, I was already in front of the camera before then. I was, I was, I never had a problem really with, with, <laughs> with talking into a camera. Great. I never, I just did it from day one. Okay. I look back at some of them now and think, bloody hell. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of hesitation. There's a lot of different things going on. But yeah, just grew it like that. And um, I find it quite easy. Because I, I, I've got this thing where I just really don't give a fuck really what anyone else thinks. Yeah. And then if, if, you got, if you get rid of that, then you can say anything so and do it. Yeah, it yeah. does. It makes it easier. And also, it makes it easier when you realise that you don't have to make a viral video every single time you pick up the camera. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that's part of something we talk about with a lot of people. It's all about the consistency and kind of how, what you're saying. You have to... It's the, the gym. Creators have to put content out consistently to see results. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. just can't do one hit and expect everything else to be the same. Yeah, those are the three words I live by. Consistency, persistency, and patience. Those are the three things. And those that's the advice I'd give to anybody. Those are the three things that will build anything. That's yeah. awesome. So how much of your marketing, like which is your current market, marketing strategy? Is it you behind a camera? Or is it these cricketers? Or have you expanded further? Like what's the marketing strategy going forward to continue this flywheel going? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, when I was going through, when I signed Chris Gale, I thought, bloody hell, he's got like 15 million followers. He's, he's internationally known. He's the biggest name. I honestly thought that the brand would be all based around cricket. Chris Gale would post a few pictures and it's yeah. just going to go massive. Yeah. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. So when someone like with 15 million followers posts, like how many sales do you expect zero. that to drive? Really? Wow. It drove zero. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, not one, zero. Yeah. We sold, we've sold, I mean, Chris Gale is as big as is a, as big as Usain Bolt in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like Usain Bolt and Chris Gale are probably the two biggest stars in Jamaica. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, th they're just huge. Uh, we've sold one watch in Jamaica. Wow. In all the years, you know, it, it was it, just the wrong market. You think, like, or well, what happens is people follow Chris. Th th this comes down to, and this is something I learned really quickly, is the relevance of the audience. Mm -hmm. The size of the audience is irrelevant. Yeah, it's, it's the it, demo and the fit. It's, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah it, it, it's the depth that you can get with the audience. So when Chris Gale puts up that he's wearing a certain watch, no one cares. Right. Mm -hmm. He puts up a video showing him whacking a ball out of the ground in the game of cricket, everyone goes bananas because yeah. that's what they want to see. <laughs> yeah. You know, if he holds a cricket bat, they go, I want to buy that cricket bat. Right. Because I want a bat like I Chris Gale, yeah. you know. <laughs> I, you know, a watch. Well, I don't care what watch he's wearing. I just want to see him hit the ball. Yeah. So, also, a lot of the cricket audience is in in Asia, mm -hmm. and okay. there's a lot of price sensitivity around there towards 
in short terms, they can't afford it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I mean, I learned very quickly when we relaunched the business in June 2020 after the crowdfund, took seven months to relaunch uh, the way I wanted it uh, to. Um, I realized after a couple of months that cricket wasn't going to be the way forward for the brand. Mm -hmm. It's just not sexy enough sport. You know, it's not like sailing or... Uh, Formula One or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's, it's not a risk-taking thing yeah. or a thrill yeah. adventure. <laughs> cricket is a lovely sport um, and it's it, it's just not sexy enough as a brand. So, um, I yeah, so I need to drop that pretty quickly. And then I moved on with uh, pushing the story and just documenting the story of what I'm doing. I'm pushing Love Your Journey, which is the ethos of the brand. Right. Yeah, and what, what social platforms have you found the most success on? In, initially, uh, TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the lockdown, I think everyone saw it when it yeah. exploded. And yeah. <laughs> uh, my youngest son came up to me, he's nine at the end at the time, and he said, Dad, do this dance with me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it started for everybody. Yeah, yeah, started, yeah. I've deleted that video now. But uh yeah, so that that was a that was how it started. And I just thought, gosh, this is my moment here. Mm -hmm. You know, I can get organic reach. I've missed it on Instagram, I missed it on YouTube, right. I missed mm -hmm. it on Facebook. This is a new platform. I've got to be all over this 24-7. That's awesome. So uh yeah, I did that. So what what's your content calendar look like now? Um or do you do you do that or do you just try to post a couple videos? Is there any cadence or anything that you found successful? Yeah, I mean uh, we've just exploded a bit on uh, Facebook. I've just gone from zero to half a million followers in a month wow. on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Which is uh, reposting the same content you already make or do new types of content? Slightly new because I'm, ta I'm taking them through a journey and a story. Mm -hmm. So I'm just uh, evolving that um, audience at the moment. Uh, the main thing I do is promote the story. Mm -hmm. promote the brand and then that gets people i want to basically get an emotional attachment between my audience of course and yeah. and, and that's what i built i build on um at the moment it's growing so quickly that we we're just talking this morning actually with the guys in back in uh london that we need to build a bigger team here mm -hmm. uh it's th the sales gone through the roof and we need to concentrate more on putting out uh more content better content Mm -hmm. uh, and have it uh, more structured at the moment. Mm -hmm. We're still a little bit by seat of, seat of our pants kind of yeah. way of right. handling it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, shit, that didn't do right. We've got to get a post out. We've got, it's like this morning, yeah. I was just racing around trying to get an edit done mm -hmm. uh, and, and to get that out. So, yeah, I mean, it's happening so quickly. And because I'm posting, I'm documenting what's going on, I don't know what I'm going to be posting in the ne over the next week. Mm -hmm. It's almost real time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Going yeah. by. So tell, when do you move here? Uh, two and a half months ago, I moved here. Oh, wow. Oh, welcome. Yeah, yeah welcome. <laughs> what was uh, the catalyst? You figured, come and keep growing the brand here. We'll get you further. Yeah, well, I, it's as I said, my ambition is to grow a global brand. Yes. Uh, there's only so far you can take it from a kitchen in Hertfordshire in the UK. <laughs> uh, but we've, we've sold down to 82 different countries around the world. Amazing. Uh, which is incredible. But last year, I went, right, I want to take on America. So I did four trips between September and November, dipping our toes. That was like the phase one. Mm -hmm. This is phase two, three months out here. Okay. I want to see how this is done. Uh, our growth of our business has been over a thousand percent. Incredible. Uh, you know, we, we did uh, half a million pounds worth of turnover last month, which is yeah, compared a lot of watches. <laughs> so the hell of a lot of watches. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. It's just, I, 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 to be honest, I was blown away. I, I never imagined. I never imagined we'd turn over so much. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Uh, we've, we've basically doubled what our highest possible uh, 
uh, thought process could be. Right. You know, we thought, God, we might be able to do a quarter of a million in a month. God, that'd be amazing. Yeah. And doing half a million was just phenomenal. So how, how big is the team now? And what do you think you have to grow it to? Okay, well, it's me and two other people. Okay. Um, back in the UK. Uh, my son's come out here with me. Uh, and it, this is his gap year in between school and college. Amazing. Uh, so he's helping me with the filming, but it's just too much for us to handle. I do these challenges. Okay. I go somewhere and I just say, right, the first one's to find me and say, love your journey, which is my motto. Yeah. We'll, win, we'll win a watch. Uh, they're now getting millions of views. I stream them live. Uh, they get over 100,000 views live. Uh, we, uh, I go to, I'm trying to go to all 50 states. Okay. I've now covered 25 states okay. so far. I'm off to Minneapolis tomorrow morning uh, for this weekend. Uh, I, every weekend, it's just getting bigger and bigger. I was in Pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago. And 155 people are running up to me outside Heinz, uh, Heinz Field, <laughs> uh, shouting "Love Your Journey," uh, which That's is incredible. incredible. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. That is incredible. <laughs> I, I think in total now in America, about one and a half thousand people have run up to me shouting wow. "Love Your Journey." I walk down the street and people go past me and go, "Hey, Love Your Journey!" It's yeah. incredible. That's amazing. And then I, I also do a silence challenge where I turn up somewhere random. I don't say anything. I just hold a stopwatch. A, a what? A, a stopwatch, a uh, an actual watch, and I say nothing. I just give out a clue every ten minutes to where I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like a visual on clue. On a live or like on, on a live stream. On a live stream. Yeah. And this is watched by well over a hundred thousand people. I do it live on Facebook and on TikTok. Yeah. And then I slowly feed out the clues. Then after half an hour, I kind of give a real defining clue right. to where mm -hmm. I am. But people are on Google Earth trying to find me, Street View, and all <laughs> these kind yeah. of things. And, and then I have somebody run up to me and, uh, and, and shout, love your journey. Yeah. So how have you balanced the live streaming content with the, I guess, static posts? Because um, it sounds like you do a lot of live streaming, which yeah, I found yeah. is the strongest channel to drive like e-commerce sales. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 and, and it, it's, it's because you, you develop depth. Mm -hmm. You can mm -hmm. relate to them in real time. And it's, say, yeah. <laughs> and so what it is and say, look, this is really me. I'm really doing it. I think the the Instagram post of like, uh, let's be uh, an aspiration, right? right? This is an aspirational figure. It's me looking cool with a watch with a Jag yeah. or Ferrari or something like that. Uh, whereas people don't want aspiration anymore. They want inspiration. They want people they can connect with. I think that's the biggest shift in social media over the last five, six years, yeah. probably. So yeah, going live helps. Yeah, for sure. That's really cool. What about um, all like the AI and stuff out there? Is there any use cases or anything from like all that new tech that's people are getting super excited about that you plan on using? Or have you looked into it at all? Yeah, I think um, AI is my retirement program. <laughs> 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 well, it's going to be timing. I, I, I think AI... For business, I, I see lots of possibilities. I think the biggest thing for an e-commerce business, I think, uh, at the back end of the business, I think will be customer services. Mm -hmm. yep. I think AI driving customer services will be huge. That's what I'm using That's it for. Exactly yeah, we yeah. Using yeah. It for. Well, well, no, it's like yeah. my first use practical case, yeah. use case that I'm going to try to implement um, yeah. with a partner that we have that does, helps us with customer service. Yeah, well, if it, it, if you build a good system, let me I'll know. Let you, yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah. I will. We're working I'll, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I see. This is what I'll do. If you design something good, I'll buy it. Yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to build it, but I just know. I, I can see customer service is huge. If you have an, a real time voice activated customer service that can answer everything perfectly in a monotone, yeah. doesn't get angry, doesn't get yep. sick, is there twenty four seven. 
can be heard in every single language around the world yeah. in any accent. It's consistent, like yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to solve so many issues. Yeah, it, oh, and that's uh, one of the things growing is with any e-commerce business that the, the the back end has to work yes. as smoothly as possible. If you get an AI in that, I think that'd be brilliant. At the front end, uh, AI could help with. Uh, watch designing, yes, mm -hmm. because you could just feed in. Uh, yeah, you should do an AI designed watch and yeah. release it. Yeah, people would probably go bananas for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I've I haven't seen the tech. I haven't, to be honest, I haven't looked at the technology for the last three months. It's probably advanced in the last yeah. three months. Yes. Uh, the last time I looked at it, it, it couldn't do the imagery. But I mean, if you just say to them, okay, based on the information you have to the market in in America, what's what watch would you know resonate with a say a thirty five year old middle-class man yeah. from yeah. from the Midwest. <laughs> and they go, bing, he likes this watch. Right, <laughs> yeah. let's make that. I mean, that. That could be an option. I, I think also, um, you know, the manufacturing or the making of uh, posts. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, where you just feed in all the videos and just say, make and this. And it. And, uh, the yeah. editing is for I need sure. That. I don't, <laughs> that's, that's, I'm not playing around with it enough, but I think that's just yeah. going to save you so much time. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're putting yeah. the amount of content that you're Honestly, putting out. Every day I... You agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he agrees. We need AI yeah. editing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wake up every morning and go, oh my God, look how much editing I've got to do. Yeah, I've got to put this down. I've got to talk to London. They're editing stuff as well. What's coming back? And then you put out a video and you're thinking, this is not going to work. This video is yeah. not quite right. Yeah. I just want to press a button. So, so what's, the, I guess, the end goal with this business? Do you want to exit it at some point? Do you just want to cash flow it? Do you want to give it to your sons to run one day? Like, what are you thinking about doing with this in the, the long term? I, I, I don't have an end goal. Uh, this is the, uh, a lot of people look at me crazy when I say that. They go, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, right. My, um, the way I look at it is that my goal with this business is so big, I don't think I'll ever be able to achieve it in my mm. lifetime. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, I want my brand to be a household recognizable name internationally. You know, I, when I say I want to go a global brand, I don't have a number on it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't have a number on that at all, not in units or dollars or whatever, pounds. I, I just say, right, I want my brand to be internationally known by everyone, everywhere. Will I ever achieve that? Probably not. But I'm you got have, this. But, <laughs> I, but I've, I'm going to enjoy every step of the journey trying to do that. Yeah. Uh, when it gets to the stage where I'm no longer enjoying it, or it's just too much for me, or the passion's gone, or the the love of it's gone, mm -hmm. then I'll then I'll step away. Yeah. I, I've got no idea when that will be. Yeah. I think if as you continue your 25 other states and you grow the U.S., it makes it a lot faster, a yeah. lot easier to get global. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think. I, and then I guess our, our last question that we always like to ask oh, yes. is like as an entrepreneur and someone on social media, like how do you make sure to take care of your mental health? Because that can be like a crazy toxic place and a bunch of, you know, numbers saying this was terrible or hate comments. And so with all of that going on, how do you make sure that you stay in a mentally healthy spot? Do you know, that, that's, that's a brilliant question because <laughs> loads of people overlook that. Um, as a little point of reference, uh, last year when we did those four trips to America, the last trip we did was so tough. In 11 days, we covered 10 places, eight flights, three train journeys. I came back and I was, want, for want of a better, yeah, yeah, that's probably a better word than I was yes. going to use then, actually, sorry. Uh, yeah, it, and it was awful, and it, it took me a while to get uh, around that. Uh, the way on which I handle it, and for example, this trip here, is to go easier. Mm -hmm. We have a base in Brooklyn, and then I travel from there. I come back to my home place. Right. Um, but the most important thing for me always is physical health. Mm -hmm. 
last year, all that traveling, I was eating rubbish. I was lots of fast food on the go, no exercise, no gym, uh, and, and, and booze as well. That yeah. was another thing that crept in. Uh, so now, uh, yeah, no booze, exercise, rest. Yeah. We're big exercise people. Yeah. So But we do we do booze too. Do exercise booze too, and yes, booze. But <laughs> now that you're my neighbor, I go to a really cool fighting gym in Brooklyn. So yeah, if, if a fighting gym. your speed can get some boxing. Yeah, if you ever want to get beat up by Andre. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, well thanks so much for no, coming on. This was Thank awesome you. and we out. Subscribe to the latest episode of Creatornomics at infusedpod.com. That's infusepod.com.